Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, back with another edition of the Fourth Man Podcast. Sorry, I've been out of commission for, it seems like, a little over a week during the most crucial part of the season. The funny part is, and people aren't going to believe me, but I have the receipts to prove it, I was trying to pull out the best episode possible right before these playoffs and before this championship game as well, and... Plans just fell through, and ultimately it ended up leading me to running out of time, feeling like I really didn't have enough time to actually record a preview of of the whole playoffs. I had literally a couple guests, a couple players lined up from each side of one matchup. It was going to be perfect leading into one of the games, uh, and Wi-Fi issues, traveling, just being busy with life in general, made it to where that did not happen. So apologies. I wanted to come today and kind of recap everyone on what's happened in terms of the big three awards that have been given recap who the all-stars are going to be we're going to see our first ever all-star game as well as review the playoffs and and actually preview the championship game as well something i didn't feel like i got to do with the playoffs because i had this dope ass episode cooked up and you know things happen it's part of it but last year you know we had rashad mccanton right before the championship game for a preview, uh, you know, because he had already played in the championship in, in that first year when he was with Trilogy and actually played against the three-headed monsters. So I thought, what better way to top it than actually have a player playing in the championship come on the show and kind of talk about the experience. But that didn't line up either. So it feels like, you know, it feels like with, with these players, a lot of times, like most of these guys are pretty cool to, to come on. Like other times I feel like you kind of got to earn that trust earn the right, you know, have a little bit more or build your credibility a little bit more with some of these guys who maybe are skeptical. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I think it's part of building that credibility is just letting them know, like, hey, we're just here to bring awareness, showcase your game, your highlights, highlight you and just let everybody know what you're doing, you know, uh, playing and how you're doing professionally. So, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes that happens. Hopefully one one day that'll come through. Nonetheless, we're still going to have this insane championship game day we got the all-star game right before we have a celebrity game that has been back and forth on the calendar in terms of when it's supposed to be but it is going to happen that day so we're going to get into all of that like i said i'm going to update you guys on what's happening around the league in terms of awards and preview this championship game before we get into all that make sure you're following the show on all social medias tiktok twitter instagram at fourth man pod it's 4th man pod yes i am doing some more tiktoks if you're watching the visual version, or you prefer the visual version, make sure you go to youtube.com slash fourth man pod. I just realized if you're watching visually, you'll see that my sign is red. I have no partialness to either team. So we're going to go to the neutral color. Green's usually a neutral color. Where'd green go? Green? I want to go teal green. Let's go regular green. Yeah. Green, green seems like a neutral color in between the red and the blue. So, yeah, uh, if you want to watch the show, it's youtube.com slash fourthmanpod. And thank you to everyone tuning in on Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel every Monday and Saturday. We appreciate you guys as always. And 
crazy. This is the last week of the entire season. You know, we had a crazy playoff game, but leading up to the championship, we always get the awards that come up. And this year, for the first time, we have All-Stars. So the, the league recently announced that the, the two All-Star teams, as well as a few awards, I think they still have a couple of awards to announce. One, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, yeah, they got the MVP, which I think everyone at this point probably knows who the MVP is going to be. But I'm assuming, recording this on Friday, so assuming they're going to drop that today or the day before the game as well. But yeah, for the first time ever, we got All-Stars. We have a celebrity game. So essentially how Sunday's going to work is there's going to be the celebrity game, the All-Star game, and then the championship game um, in proceeding order. But the celebrity game is, is something that was unexpected. You know, they've had this partnership with Monster Energy for a long time, and they ended up putting the game, put together a celebrity game. I think the captains are going to be Gronk, as well as Nelly, they just said. The coaches are going to be Clyde Drexler, who's the commissioner, and then Ice Cube's going to coach one of the teams. I think some other stars that are going to be there are going to be like NLE Chapa, who has crazy hoop games, supposedly. I, I haven't actually seen the highlights, but I've seen that he's got some videos out there They uh, of him actually hooping. They also have, I think Vernon Davis is going to be playing in it, former NFL tight end. Who else? They got a couple more people um that are can't think of but it's going to be just unexpected i think uh maybe they had written this in their utilities when they were talking about the the different nfts but not something i was expecting like guys like 25 dollars can and you know plus some of the the taxes and fees that come with it or you could do like 62 dollars on on tick tick but cheap amount to go to one professional championship game but two get three games in one like Yes, you, if you want to sit a little bit closer, it's going to be a little bit more extensive, but a, a nice-ass arena in State Farm, a cool-ass city in, in Atlanta, and for $25 um, admission, you, you get three games, a celebrity game and all-star games. You're going to get to see the best big three players of this season, which includes guys like Michael Beasley, Gerald Green, Kevin Murphy, all within that game, and we're going to get to see the mixed match on different teams. There's always – if you're someone like me, I, I'm someone that always loves to do a good, like, fantasy – league draft right like where you're just drafting like different people the best players on different teams so that's essentially y'all know what an all-star game is what am, what am i sitting here doing explaining i'm basically just trying to explain it's going to be a cool ass event because one it's never happened all-star game and two we're going to get to see all these guys teamed up and play together maybe we haven't seen that before and then championship game featuring trilogy and power two teams that have won it and are looking to do it for a second or third time again so celebrity game should be cool just to recap if you don't remember who the All-Stars are. You got two teams for the All-Star game. It's going to be uh, Team Doc and Team Ice. So Dr. J is going to be coaching one team, the team that features Michael Beasley, Gerald Green, Mario Chalmers, Dusan Bullet, Deshaun Stevens, and Mike Taylor. So essentially Three's Company, Aliens, Ghost Ballers. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why they did it like that. So they did Three's Company, Aliens, Ghost Ballers on one team. And then on Team Ice, which is coached by – George Gervin, the Iceman. They have a little bit more, more diversity of teams. So they got Kevin Murphy, Jason Richardson, Jody Meeks, Isaiah Austin, Jeremy Pargo, and Dante Green. But that team features like six, it's like every player represents one team. And then for Dr. J's, it's a little bit different. It's got two guys from Three's Companies and two guys from Aliens. Oh, I'm sorry. Bivouac is one and then Ghost Ballers. Okay. Four and six which is 12, and then the two teams 
uh, in the championship game. Also did have All-Stars, but guys that won't be playing because they're playing in the championship. So Glenn Rice Jr. was named an All-Star, as well as Isaiah Briscoe and Earl Clark from Trilogy, Glenn Rice Jr. from Power. And then Frank Denny was actually named an All-Star as well. Dante Green will be his sub. He's out for personal reasons. And Leandro Barbosa was named an All-Star as well for Ball Hogs. I'm assuming his sub is Jody Meeks, although Jody Meeks had a good season as well. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he was named an All-Star. But regardless, congrats to everybody who was named an All-Star. What an, what an accomplishment, first off, on a great season. But then, two, like, to be the first ever at anything, and then especially be, like, the first ever All-Star, like, history in the making, historic event, but also, too, just to be playing in front of fans. State Farm Arena has got to be a cool feeling as well to – extend the season and see how this championship game ends. Obviously, everyone wants to be there. But, man, I don't know. That's just cool, like, to be the first ever All-Star in a league. Like, I don't care what league that is. You can't say that's that's not a, a rewarding feeling to know that, like, you've had such a great season and you're going to be the first of many All-Stars in a progressive, growing league like the Big Three. So, kudos to you guys that are All-Stars. Let's talk about awards real quickly. We got six of the seven awards that have been announced Throughout this week, they've been kind of sporadically been announced uh, on different days. So let's get into them. And I would love to hear from you guys kind of like what you think, if you agree or disagree with some of these awards. I think some of these awards shocked me a little bit, but I know that most of the players and coaches actually pick the guys for this award, like they vote. And so it's, you know, it's it's based off the guys who are playing. I think for the most part, maybe there's a little bit of, of people like, you know, in, in uh, I don't know if it's a front office, but like office personnel that has some say in it, or maybe like Cube or Jeff have some say in it. But let's get into some of these awards. For best trash talker, we had Mike Taylor of Ghost Ballers. Uh, that one's not too surprising. I, that one makes sense. Mike likes to do the talking, but he backs it up with a lot of game as well. So that one's not too, too surprising. Uh Let's see. For too hard to guard, we got Kevin Murphy. That one's not surprising either. Nobody was stopping Kevin Murphy. Had averaged about 26 points per game. Every game this season had at least 22 points. So that one's not too surprising as well. And I think he's going to be the, the MVP uh, once they announce that. But So it'll kind of be like Joe Johnson last year who got too hard to guard as well as the MVP. But, hey, it makes sense. The guy who's the top of the score, uh, you know, and the, the hardest cigar being the MVP is no no crazy, you know, semblance there. So Kevin Murphy of three to monsters got too hard to guard. Rookie of the year was Glenn Rice Jr. of power. Look, Glenn Rice Jr. was very deserving of this award. You know, he did help lead power all the way to the championship, which I don't know if that goes into, you know, some of the decision making behind some of these awards. But I always thought it was kind of a regular season thing. Glenn Rush Jr. also did play more games, and that's to, you know, it's no one's fault that like, in terms of the guys that didn't get to play more than six games. That's nobody's fault. It's just that was kind of the situation that the league put themselves in. So I feel like games shouldn't be accounted for when you're making this decision. Overall, what I'm saying is I'm very surprised Gerald Green didn't win it from Bivouac. Uh, you know, Glenn Rush Jr. was top five scorers. Again, helped lead power to the playoffs, was a great rebounder. Um, you know, he was the engine that drove power. So it's not like crazy. I I actually I actually like it now seeing as if they are in the championship game. But I really did think that Gerald Green was the the front runner to win this one. But I think maybe at the end of the day, games did have to count for something. 
Um, and Glenar Sr. just played more games, and his team is still still alive to this day. And maybe one, and he's a part of one of the hottest teams. So maybe that helped at some of the end of the day. But nonetheless, I think very deserving. Congrats to Glenn Rice Jr. And good luck to you in the championship game. I'll win in rookie of the year. Fourth man of the year went to Dewan Summers of Tri-State. Another one I was a little bit surprised about, only because I feel like, yes, Dewan started the year on the bench, but for the most of the second half of the season, he was starting most games. I I thought, maybe I'll have to go back and look, but I could have swore that Dewan started more games. I thought maybe that award would have gone to TJ Klein, who came, came off the bench in every single game. Um, I thought maybe Earl Clark could have won it although he was kind of like DeWan in the sense that he started starting most of the games during the second half of the season after coming off the bench to originally uh, begin the season. So maybe Earl, I would have the same argument for him. I don't know. I just feel like that, the, and, and this has been like an ongoing thing with the fourth man award, you know, because it's so hard throughout the season. First off, you only have three guys on the court and then like you're interchanging lineups depending on what happens. Some guys don't start every single, you know, some guys that have won, won this award don't start every single game, but they do start a lot of games. I don't know. It's hard to understand what's in consideration in any game season. I think when you come off the bench, maybe half the games, uh, or at least like a couple of the games, it, it's got a little bit more, There, it weighs a little bit more because, right, because there's only a limited amount of games and, and the numbers you're trying to crunch for that award. But nonetheless, like, DeWan had a great season. It would have been weird if he didn't come out with one of these awards, whether it was like Rookie of the Year or, or whatever the case may, uh, may have been. But I think, you know, DeWan had a really good season. And if he's in contention for fourth man of the year, it makes sense why he won it. He, he was unbelievable for Tri-State and things just kind of fell off on the back end. But nonetheless, congratulations to DeWan Summers on a great rookie season. And you know, excited to see you eat it. If he, he kind of reminds me of uh, kind of how Earl season win. I know Earl didn't win rookie of the year, but he kind of like came in and affected the game in the same ways that Earl did and, and for the same team in Tri-State. And I wonder if he's a guy that someone tries to pick up as a co-captain before, you know, he could potentially be drafted next year. That'd be, that'd be interesting to see. For our coach of the year, we had Reggie Theus, not too surprising either. He led three eighty monsters to a six and two record and back to the playoffs despite losing Jonathan Simmons, losing Reggie Evans at the beginning of the season, having interchanging lineups, uh, kind of because they didn't find out about Reggie Evans being lost till right when the draft was about to happen. So, and then you know they got the two seed, but they were the one seed most of the year. So. Makes sense. Congrats to Reggie Theus. I'm just happy to see him winning again after a tough season with Bivlag. But what a turnaround and what a good job you did with Three Headed Monsters this year. And our defensive player of the year, our depoy, was Earl Clark of Trilogy. No brainer there. Set the single season record for steals as well as the only player in the Big Three this year to have double digit steals and blocks on the year. So, congrats to all those guys again. Some that I think were a little bit more contentious than others but if these guys in the league are voting for it you know who am i to argue with they're the ones playing against each other they would know better than all of us so congrats to all of you guys on the awards congrats to all the all-stars and should be in for a really good sunday following the sunday we had last week and the 
in the playoffs. I, I've been calling it just the playoffs. I know the championship is considered the playoffs, but you know, there's only one round of the playoffs. So I think for the most part, we all know we're talking about Tampa, the the flaming four, as Cube's been calling it. What what a weekend it was, arguably the best semifinals that we've ever seen in the big three. We had two tight games. Didn't necessarily think we were going to get that in the first game, but we got it. And two two games that came down to the wire were within like five or less of each other. And just like what what a couple of games like here's the thing I would have been really interested to see two of the hottest teams go against each other in the first round as well as see aliens and three headed monsters play a little bit more in terms of the matchups and the only reason I say that is because those teams actually haven't played each other this year but the round twos with for both these games after the way they happened I definitely am, am glad things played out the way they did because the games were spectacular. They had a little bit more of a story within uh, within the game line that was happening uh, because it was their, their second time facing each other, because uh, the two teams that came out on top actually had the loss during the regular season and in fashions that were ugly and definitely not the way you want a game to end. So it was actually cool to, to see it. And in the first game, it was Aliens and Trilogy – a game that Trilogy won 50 to 45, but it didn't necessarily look like it was going to happen. At one point, Trilogy was up 30 to 17 in the second half against Aliens. Aliens came out of the second half extremely flat. They were they were taking poor shots that weren't hitting the rim, and, and Trilogy was taking easy advantage, or they were throwing the ball away. Turnovers were really hurting them, and Trilogy like played a lot better in this matchup. They lost during the regular season 50 to 41, but they looked a lot better in this matchup. They were hitting their free throws. You know, they were making shots from distance, something they weren't doing. Uh, let, just less miscues. They were rebounding the ball better. And I think, uh, I don't know, I think ultimately they just got the, the brilliance of Isaiah Briscoe in the first half and the, the, like, you know, what Earl Clark did was just excellence in the second half. And I think that's what the game plan they tried to execute the first time around didn't necessarily like play out. And I don't even know if it's so much like a game plan, but I think it's something you consider. You give it to your your two, your dynamic duo and just see what they can do. And um, we saw a lot of Isaiah Briscoe, like I said, in the first half. I think he had 17 of his 21 in that first half. And then Earl Clark, who ended up finishing the game with 18 points, did most of his damage there at the end of the game. So I think... Better performance from Briscoe, um, limited on the miscues, and we're able to kind of slow alien like slow aliens off the board and let them you know get easy baskets. They played a lot better defense there. I actually think aliens played a lot better than they did in their first game, despite them losing this time around. They were just a little bit cleaner. I know they were down thirty to seventeen, but aliens made a nice little run in the second half, um, eventually taking the lead for a split second, um, going up thirty. 33 to 32 or 34 to 33 when Dusan Bullet hit a four-pointer and kind of just led that comeback. And I was like, oh, shit, like we got a game. But ultimately came down to the wire. Um, teams were kind of training blows back and forth. There was a point in the game where it was 40 – I want to say it was 47. No, maybe it was 46. Was it 46? It was 46 to – 45. This is why I don't think uh, this is just kind of a side by, but I don't, I don't think the final score was 51 45 or 50 45. I think it was actually 51 45. But 
you know, maybe the scoreboard was just off the whole time. But yeah, it was 46 to 45. And Trilogy just got called for a foul on the inbound where it looked like Amir Johnson like pulled down Thomas Love, Eva Shev on the ground. And Aliens got the ball back. They were in the bonus and he was at the free throw line. If they hit that, they were going to get the ball back because they were in the bonus and hit their foul shot. And dude hits it off the front of the rim. But it's okay because Bully got the rebound. And and instead of uh, you know getting fouled after he got the rebound with Amir and Isaiah Briscoe like poking at him, they uh, end up calling a jump ball and Trilogy gets the ball back, ultimately winning the game. So like that's that's the the almost like you know that I can only imagine. I can't even get the words out of my mouth because I'm just like reflecting on it is is making me think like wow like we were really close to potentially seeing a different matchup in this finals game if if he hits that shot and they get the ball back maybe trilogy still finishes that game out maybe aliens actually wins on that next possession like you really don't know what could happen but that's what i kind of love about a target score but the the realm of possibilities was endless at that point and ended up changing so drastically uh with with how events folded but ultimately like i do think trilogy had a really good season um, I actually think they were the better team the first time around. I, I think Aliens just needs, like, one more person. Like, this is no offense to uh, Adam Dressler, who had a clean block in that game on flight, who tried to dunk on him, and he was like, no, that, that's not happening. But um, I didn't feel like Adam could, like, give him that scoring. Uh, you know, just a guy who can create his own shot, separate himself, uh, get a bucket when you need him to. Like, I think they just needed one more of those guys. like. Someone said, like, I think they thought Carlos Lasalanas is going to be that guy. I don't know if they did. Like, I thought he was just kind of like a second facilitator or spacer, could get to the rim when you needed to, kind of a jack-of-all-trades guy. And I just think they needed one more guy who could just get his own shot, and I think that would have been a really nice team. And I wonder if they they try to go that route. Um, it's hard because, like, their style is is, is – a lot of it's based off chemistry, right? But I think for their style, they need someone they can like implement seamlessly into what they're doing and who's kind of going to be willing to like sacrifice a little bit to make sure the style works. Um, I think Deshaun Stevens was that guy. I think Adam Drexler was that guy. But I think they do need a guy who's going to be able to go get them a bucket just at the times when they kind of call for it, but can also like seamlessly like play within the system that they're running. So that should be really interesting. But yeah, 50 to 45 win for Trilogy moving on to their second consecutive championship game, trying to defend that title and become the first team in league history to win three titles and create, you know, officially create this dynasty. Um, you know, James White would be the first guy with three titles. Briscoe, Amir Johnson, Stephen Jackson, those guys would be the only players with two titles. Like, this would be very trilogy dominated at this point. And... It's going to be insane. I love the matchup. They're going against Power, who Power played three hundred monsters in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, again, one of the hottest teams coming in. I think Trilogy and Power are both like three and zero, four and zero coming into the playoffs. And three hundred monsters beat Power in week two when it was fifty to forty four. And I was a little worried that this three hundred monsters team, looking a little different, could affect some of the things they were doing. I actually thought the three-headed monster scene might have been better based off their their new look squad, but 
Power also looked a little bit different in the sense that like Catino was a little bit healthier. I think Nicholas Skittishvili, I'm saying that name pretty good now. At the beginning of the year, I couldn't say that. But uh, Nicholas Skittishvili, he's just playing a lot more physical. He's I think he's got adjusted and acclimated to what they're doing in the big three. And like this power team looks a lot different um, despite having the same guys. But overall, this is this game was like even more back and forth than – the trilogy aliens game that game wasn't so much back and forth it was more of like trilogy had complete control of the game and aliens kind of was able to make a little bit of a, of a run and inch their way claw their way back into it ultimately for trilogy to you know take over and close that game out this one was truly back and forth like yes we also saw a four-pointer that put a team in the lead but most of this was like grinded out till we get to 25 in the first half and then the second half it was all about whose best player is going to make more plays. And that was Kevin Murphy versus Glenn Rice Jr. Majority of that second half, it was a duel for sure. But ultimately, Glenn Rice Jr. hits a big shot that being down 1.49-48 to end up winning by two and send power into the championship 51-48. to 48. Kevin Murphy had like 28, Glenn Rice Jr. had 26. But this game was... I mean, back and forth the whole time. Very physical. A lot of calls within this one. Um, but you could tell that these two teams really wanted it. I just felt like for three-headed monsters, I don't, you know, like I said, the biggest difference for them in the first matchup was which players were playing. You know, in the first matchup, they had they had Murphy and they had Richard Lewis, but they had Jonathan Simmons still playing for them. They had um, Ab Endo playing for them as well. And then in this matchup, they had Jamario Moon, they had Quincy Miller, they still had Rashard and Kevin Murphy as well as Mahmoud. But I actually thought the team had gotten better. And so I was pretty pretty shocked at how things went. Um, Quincy Miller didn't have, yeah, I guess, like his, his best game, but also, too, like was kind of limited on opportunity, um, you know, within that second half where he was playing a lot more in the first half. I felt like Jamario played a lot more in the second half. But it was physical. I mean, we saw – TJ and Quincy bang heads, bang, bang teeth. And there was a little bit of blood on both their sides. Uh, just, just a lot of physicality of teams that really wanted to be able to make the championship. I know three headed monsters was itching to get back there. I feel like a part of like Richard Lewis and Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, the uh, part of the reasons they keep coming back is just to win a chip. They've been here five times. Like I think four times prior. But I feel like they keep coming back every single year in hopes of like winning it all and then riding out to the sunset with a big three championship and calling it, you know, a new regime and three to monsters era. But they just can't get over that hump. They were so close there. Like I said, at the end of the game, like I felt like every time three to monsters had a, a little, were able to widen the gap a little bit. I think they were at 45 42. Glenn Rice Jr. hits a crazy and one. Um, you know, uh, they were up, what, 48 to 45. Kevin Murphy's about to, or maybe it was maybe it was 49, 45, something like that. But Kevin Murphy was literally about to lay it in, and Glenn Arshinger gets, like, fingertips on it. So, like, everything that they should, like, they were trying to do to close out the game just didn't work out for them. And ultimately, like, power, you know, championship-oriented team with a coach who has – is a Hall of Famer, had plenty of success, and has 
won a championship in this league before, knows what it takes, was was able to pull out everything she needed to game plan wise and encounter what three of the monsters were doing. And I just feel for those guys that like the Richard Lewis, uh, the mock moods, um, even the Kevin Murphy's at this point, Reggie Evans was there in attendance. Like that. you just feel for those guys because they get, they work so hard all summer, all year. And then they work hard in the summer. They get to the playoffs every year and they just can't like, they can't figure it out in the playoffs or they can't figure it out when they're in the championship game and they have a lead. Like, it's just, it's just been a struggle. And I hope, you know, they come back for one more season and maybe next year will be that year. I know you can continuously say that, but the, this team is, you got Kevin Murphy. I think anything's possible. You just got to make sure you build the right team from the start. Hopefully injuries don't happen. I know it's something under control, but you know, you, you feel, <laughs> I just feel for that team. There's nothing more, much more I can really say about that. Um, You know, there were opportunities within that game, I'm sure they can tell you, but Kevin Murphy played his ass off and just power was just scrappy towards the end. You know, TJ Klein, someone like him who's getting every loose ball, hustling every on every play. Um, Catino's getting a little bit healthier. You know, you have Royce White who can he's been really dominant with inside. Like I'm surprised like he didn't get an all-star nod in, in some ways. He's he's been dominant inside. He's he's, you know, kind of been the second fiddle to what Glenn Rice Jr. has been doing, his ability to facilitate and see everything. One step ahead, I think, makes this team go up. So Howard was just able to get a scrappy win, and ultimately they're headed back to the playoffs for the second time in five years for a chance to win their second title. And that's going to be the matchup, Trilogy and Power. You got a battle of two teams that have won a title. I don't know. That that has never happened before. We've never seen two teams that have already won a title playing for a chance to win another one, right? Like the first year we had our first winner. The second year we had two newcomers or new contenders. Third year we had new two new contenders. Last year we had two similar faces, but the same team that won it the first year won it all. This year we got two teams that have won it before, ultimately playing for a chance to win it again. And both teams looking a lot different. Power in 2018, the only remaining members of that team, that championship winning team, is Nancy Lieberman and Katino Mobley. The trilogy team, we know the only guy that's remaining from their first original team. Last year's team still has Steven Jackson, James White, Isaiah Briscoe, and Amir Johnson, and, and a couple other you know guys looking to seek their first championship win. This is going to be tough. Like, First off, um, should be a great time in Atlanta. Like, again, three games for one. This is not me. You know, I'm not getting paid to to say anything on the behalf of the big three or, like, any kind of sponsorship. I'm just truly excited. I'm bringing, like, personally for me, bringing some friends. Um, going to have a nice little weekend in Atlanta and, and bringing some friends to the game. And I'm really excited for the opportunity to, one, like, see a championship game because never been to one. Been to some games but never been to a championship uh, for the big three. So that's going to be cool. Um excited about the whole experience just to be able to like take it all in um all the celebrities and hoopers that are there uh, i think all of that is going to be great but then two like we're going to get a great game like trilogy versus power this is, these are two of the ogs of the big three these are almost two of like 
I know the league's only been around for like five, six years, but these are, you know, historically two of the best teams within the entirety of the league. And we're going to kind of see like, this is, this is a very tough comparison to make. So like take it with a little bit of grain of salt, but you know, we're talking about like the Lakers Celtics types vibes here, like playing in the finals with trilogy and power. This is how that like dynamic uh, this game's going to be. And it, I think a lot of it's going to come down to, like coming into this one, like from the outside looking in, like if you, if I had to make a guess and I only had five seconds, I'd probably take trilogy. The dynamic duo of Isaiah Briscoe and Earl Clark has yet to be stopped. And, and especially within the, in the past, like four weeks, like it's hard to stop both of them within any game. And that's something you essentially would have to do in order to, to beat trilogy. Briscoe has been on a tear. Earl Clark is, they keep calling him like a Swiss RB knife, and he really is. He can do it on defense. He can do it on offense. He can facilitate. He's a league leader and rebound. He's literally doing a little bit of everything. So, and then they have the right complementary pieces. So Trilogy is looking like a really scary threat to win their third title in five years and really become the dynasty of the big three. Now, on the flip side of this is a championship-winning coach led by a championship-winning captain and the number one pick and now the newest rookie of the year in Glenn Rice Jr. The thing about them is they don't necessarily have a dynamic duo, but they have a great complimentary pieces. I have a feeling that Katina Mobley, as well as, as well as he takes care of himself throughout the season, throughout the offseason, whatever the case may be, I have a feeling he's taking care of himself better than he ever has in his in his previous, you know, previous games in the big three, whether like previous big games for the big three with an opportunity to hope that he can maybe win this title and, and kind of ride off in the sunset himself. I don't know if that's necessarily what he's going to be doing. I know that his involvement within the, you know, in, in games has been a little bit less, but he's made some key shots at big moments and, and played a lot of minutes still. But I think winning this for, if he were to win a second title, like this would be a potential chance that this could be, you know, his, his final, his last dance within the big three. So I have a feeling we're going to see a big impact from Katina Mobley. Um, and then, you know, TJ Klein and Royce White, they do what they do. They're kind of those complementary pieces, but they are make, what makes the the engine run with Glenn Rice Jr. kind of being that engine. So I'm really excited for this. Again, um, even thinking about it for a little bit now, it's really hard for me to see Trilogy not three-peat. Uh, I think it will be close, but Trilogy is just – a really strong team with some of the best players in this league. They're really hard to stop. I think it still will be close being as the championship. Like I'm talking like a similar, like similarities of last year where it was around like a five point or less win. But personally, I'm not a big fan of seeing the same teams win over and over again. So in my partialness and being a little biased, I, I do well, you know, hope to see power win, although power would get their second title, but it would kind of like balance the league a little bit. And at the same time, it would be the same consecutive winner doing it again, which we're going to get regardless um, for the first time ever, which is pretty wild. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the way I'm viewing it and looking at it. I'm more so just excited to like bring some friends to the game and like show them how, 
much fun this league can be. I don't think enough people give this a chance. Like I try to show my friends the games and uh, some of them are cool enough to watch it with me when I tell them the, you know, what kind of what's at stake. And they, you know, they seem to like it within there, but I think like not enough people understand like, or two things, like not enough people give this league a chance to watch it, like really watch the games for two, three weeks. And you'll, you'll see the enjoyment with it, especially with games are close at the very end and you're always getting a game winning shot. Like that experience is really cool because it can flip flop. And if I think really what would set you over the edge is in, or will kind of change your perspective. If you ever watch a game where a team's down by like 10 or more and then comes back, like that'll change your perspective on every game because every other game you're going to be like, oh, this could maybe happen again. So that's the first part. I think the second part is like people don't understand like the experience within these games when things are full throttle are really, and it's really a fun time because like they're really trying to involve the crowd as much as they can. Um, the games are good. You're getting little performances in between. You're getting multiple games within for, you know, one price of admission. Like all of that is just like super cool. So yeah, if you're in the Atlanta area, if you're around Atlanta, you want to spend like a day or even a weekend down there, I highly recommend you check it out. You can get it for 25 bucks. I don't know if prices have gone up, but it would be a cool experience. Um, so that's going to be cool. I'm really excited for that. But I do think we see Troji as a three-time champion, but love to be proven wrong. So we'll see if they can, if power can upset the defending champs. And man, this it's going to be so cool. Um, congrats again to everybody who's an all-star who is going to play in the championship game. Um, you know, who, who won all the, the different awards, you know, congrats to all of you guys. Um, no guests this week. As I mentioned, I try to make this a very special playoff two-parter and that did not work. I'll just let you know. I had a couple guys from trilogy. I thought I had lined up, didn't pan out. And then somebody from Aliens who also didn't pan out. So no guests to cap off the season. But nonetheless, the big fireworks is going to be that championship game. I appreciate everyone who tuned into the episode. Make sure you guys are, again, are following at Fourth Man Pod on all social media. Doing a little bit more TikTok. I think Instagram, I've been trying to kind of put out information that will be helpful um, in terms of what's going on with the league, like updates around the league, but also helpful in the sense of like historically what's happened in the past and previous, you know, championship games going to continue to put that kind of information out before the game on Sunday. So, you know, make sure you're following on social media, uh, make sure you're following on YouTube, youtube.com slash fourth man pod, subscribe, ring that notification bell, if you could please, and you'll get, an, uh, you'll get an update whenever the newest episodes are coming out. I really want to do like some video content for these games. I'm sorry, that probably came off so weird, but I'm leaving it in there. I really want to do some some video content. I would love to do a vlog. I always try to tell myself I'm going to do a vlog. I'm hesitant to do any kind of like YouTube short, but I feel like it could be the best, best, most realistic way of like getting some video content, like kind of a day in the life, or I went to a big three championship game kind of video, but maybe we can make something work. I'll, I'll see what I can do on my phone. I think that's going to be my starter point. So Anyways, if you subscribe, you'll know if I was able to put any of that that content out. Or if you're following on social media, you'll know if I put any of that content out. So either way, you should do one or the other. Or no, do both, because then you don't know which one I'm going to do. Yeah, do, do both. That'd be cool. 
And for those of you on Dash Radio and the Nothing But Net channel, thanks again, as always, for tuning in. We appreciate you guys, and we appreciate Dash for giving us a platform to talk more basketball. All right, guys. Enjoy championship weekend. Enjoy the celebrity game, the all-star game. And we'll be back to you guys after the championship game to review it and kind of preview a long offseason, review the greatest season in Big 3 history. It's crazy that it's coming to an end. But back to you next week. Enjoy the championship games, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.